G'day all, and welcome to a Denton's Academy podcast. My name's Anthony Walsh, and I'm a banking and finance partner at Denton's. In our podcast today, we're looking at corporate law issues in the COVID lockdown Australia, and I'm joined by my corporate law partner, Caroline Snow. G'day, Caroline. How are you doing? Good, thank you, Anthony. Thanks for taking some time today, Caroline. And it's a it's a very sort of challenging time for all of us at the moment. But I guess what I would like to sort of chat about today is how we can sort of look to assist businesses during these lockdowns and, and what things we need to really think about as a consequence of that. And I understand there was some temporary reliefs last year in relation to the Corporations Act to facilitate digital signing. These ones were temporary in nature. And I guess, Caroline, for me, it's understanding what the lay of the land is presently and what we see coming in the future in relation to facilitating transactions in a lockdown world. In terms of the temporary measures, over the last 20 years, there have been many updates to the Corporations Act, but certainly from a corporate law and corporate lawyer's perspective, none were as useful or as practically helpful as the temporary relief measures that were provided during COVID last year. These measures finally allowed for the default use of technology for execution of documents and the holding of company meetings. So in terms of the temporary release, obviously, they've they've sort of come to an end. And as I understood, 30, 31 March, they sort of came to an end. And then there's little, been a little bit of an impasse here. And, you know, now within Victoria and New South Wales, there's a need to facilitate transactions in a digital way because of this sheer lockdown. Have you seen this looked at by the governments? Have you have you seen sort of things put forward in relation to facilitating transactions? And what, what is your expectation around that, I guess, in the near future? Look, there's absolutely been movement, Anthony, and certainly the best way to look at what would be the preferred course forward is to look back at what the effect of the temporary relief was last year. So um, you are correct. The sunset date for the relief offered under the Corporations Act expired in March 2021. Um, and what that temporary relief had provided during the course of 2020 um, was the allowance for hybrid meetings to be held in place of physical general meetings and the electronic execution of documents pursuant to the Corporations Act. So the effect of that was that parties to agreements were provided with the comfort of reliance on Section 127 of the Corporations Act, and that meant that there could be reliance on the authenticity of those signatures. So on reflection, these measures were welcomed by industry groups as a positive step towards modernising the Corporations Act, something which has been the subject of much lobbying for many years, but had not yet become a priority for the legislature in Australia. So the feedback was positive and the relief allowed for corporate transactions to proceed in a physically distanced environment. And in the case of general meetings of shareholders, the electronic distribution of notices of meeting, voting and online shareholder participation in both hybrid and virtual general meetings, what we certainly saw there was that shareholders could better access the board of their company in new ways without the risk of cancellation of those meetings due to government gathering restrictions. So the relief was temporary. It was applauded as a positive step in modernisation and technology neutrality and something that was really not contemplated by the Corporations Act when it came into being in 2001. Thanks, Carolyn. I saw a great article at one point, I think, last year where it pinpointed the irony of being able to sign documents using pigskin but not DocuSign. Yeah, that's you know, right. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is... 
and that that is the the irony of the the facilitation and i guess from your perspective did you see much uptake of these reliefs i know you said industries were excited about it but being excited about something is is different to being utilized that that is a fair point look i think the level of excitement if we can call it that um, has certainly been evident in the submissions that the industry leading groups so the australian institute of company directors and the governance institute of australia have launched into making submissions to make these changes permanent and certainly that leads to the next point of discussion is what happens now that that relief has expired and what does the future look like so i guess caroline on that i know there's an exposure draft out there mm, absolutely the treasury just, just just put forward. Does it align essentially with the temporary reliefs or does it go further, do you think? A little bit of both. So at the moment, there is certainly a bill out and we'll discuss that. But at the moment, we're sitting in what's called an ASIC no action position. So once the sunset date passed in March, um, ASIC disclosed a no action position in relation to just the meeting component of the temporary relief. So at the moment, ASIC will not take action if a company holds a virtual meeting in circumstances where they're unable to hold a hybrid or in-person general meeting. The view of that is that it's not really sufficient. We know that shareholders have the ability to take their own action under the Corporations Act, and the fact that ASIC has a no-action position doesn't really provide much comfort to the officers of those companies who need to rely on that because they may be in a lockdown situation at the moment. So what we've seen in the last couple of weeks is a draft exposure bill released to facilitate the use of technology in meetings and to embed that temporary relief in the Corporations Act around the execution of documents. Consultation on that bill expired last week on the 16th of July and we're awaiting the outcome of the bill so if it's passed, and all of us in corporate Australia are very hopeful that it will, what it will allow is the distribution of a notice of meeting electronically in circumstances where a shareholder has not opted out of that process, i.e. they actually want to receive a hard copy, and where insufficient details are available to send the document, the document can now be made available on the company's website as long as it's easily downloaded. In the meeting proper, Technology can now be used in circumstances where you can allow a full virtual meeting, um, subject to the company's constitution permitting that, allow a hybrid meeting, so part in-person meeting, part attendance by technology meeting, and also a new concept of one or more physical locations joined by technology. So in those scenarios now, what we'll see that is all people attending that meeting, regardless of the mode of participation, will actually be present and will count as part of the quorum for the purposes of determining the, the resolutions at that meeting. I was just going to sort of ask, Caroline, um, there was some feedback that um, not having physical meetings doesn't allow sort of some shareholders to have participation, I think. Do you think the way they've sort of approached it now will provide you know, I guess, greater stakeholder engagement across all different levels of shareholdings? It's a good question. And there's been reports that go both ways in terms of the lack of shareholder participation for some larger companies, because there's not a um, not an in-person attendance option. And then for some of the smaller companies, they've actually seen a complete uptick in participation because of the remoteness of their shareholder base. So it does depend on the size and the stature of the company. So it sort of goes both ways, I it guess. It does go both of, ways, yeah. that's right. What we did see was some forms of participation weren't readily taken up. So telephone participation certainly wasn't 
adopted, where meetings were held via readily available platforms such as you know, Zoom or Microsoft Teams that had a fairly good uptake. Meetings which were facilitated through the registry services provider's own software, certainly they didn't actually report a steadily increasing uptake of attendance. But with those companies, I think quite often there had always been the same level of attendance because if you're using a sophisticated registry service provider in Australia, there was a good chance you were already participating by casting your proxy online prior to the meeting. So my view after sitting in company meetings for a number of years is that perhaps those numbers aren't a great reflection of the uptake of technology because for our larger ASX listed companies, online voting was always available. Online participation as in attendance at the meeting may not have been a priority for those shareholders and certainly institutional shareholders. Thanks, Carolyn. And I guess one sort of sort of final question now is obviously the Section 127 protections might not be available for electronic signing at the moment, but there is a still ostensible authority and, un, and other methods to overcome these things that we can sort of utilise. Obviously, you need to be advised on those sort of situations as they arise, but um, hopefully we'll, we'll reach a situation where the Section 127 changes for the benefit of all of us. But um, is there anything in terms of offices and what they can do at the moment when it comes to electronic signing? Certainly the type of document that needs to be signed by an officer of the company needs to be analysed so that you've got the right advice in terms of how that document needs to be relied on and what the appropriate signing mechanism is for that document. What, what we've seen there is some clients sort of look taking sort of a risk matrix sort of perspective, you know, depending on, you know, counterparts, depending on the nature of the importance of those contracts and based on the advice they get. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So internal resolutions at the moment may be seen by some parties as low risk and that wedding can be dealt with later um, if, if everyone is socially distanced or, or, or locked in there. Their homes. Um, if it's a deed, we'd certainly be having a very different conversation about what the risk matrix may look like and how that might be executed. And what we're hoping this bill will give to all officers is obviously the ability to sign electronically, but also witness electronically, which is a completely new concept for the Corporations Act. So in contemplation at the moment is that witnessing of a seal, if that exists for a company or an association or witnessing a signature on a document um, can occur via video conferencing where the, the person who's witnessing is satisfied that that type of witnessing is appropriate for the purposes for which the document was generated. Well, perfect. You know, I guess there's there's good things ahead. There's ways to overcome issues at the moment, um, but certainly, you know, watch this space. And I think the most important thing is, you know, the government will try to facilitate digital environments, be it through meetings and, and signing. From the perspective of today, Caroline, thanks for coming along to the Denton's Academy podcast and to all those that listen, thank you again for your time and please reach out if you have any questions.